Good evening to the Coach Silver Podcast. I uh, hope I find you in good spirits this evening. And I just want to welcome a good friend of mine from the Big Brother Podcast. Uh, you, are you there? I'm here, man. I'm here. All right. What's going on? How you doing this evening? Man, I am good, man. You know, tired. Had a good long day at work. But, man, I'm good. I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. So why don't you uh, tell me a little bit, tell me about your podcast and, and you know, what you're doing with, the, with your podcast and all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, uh, for those of, who don't, who, those of you who don't know me, my name is David. Um, yeah, kind of have the handle of Big Brother. Um, and I have what's called the Yes You Can podcast, Fantastic Fridays. Um, and basically, man, it's just a little um, empowerment, a little bit of motivation, um, on, on various topics, just to let you know that, you know, yes, you can. I mean, it sounds cliche, but I mean, you know, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, and a lot of times enough people don't hear that. So I'm just here to let people know that they can accomplish what they want to accomplish. They can do what they want to do. Um, they don't have to be afraid. They don't have to be scared. Um, cause we're all human. So, you know, we, we see all these people on TV and they're doing their thing. They're living their life and they're, they're accomplishing things. And sometimes we feel that we can't. And I'm just here to let you know that, uh, you know, yes, you can. Well, I got you. I mean, I understand. So it's more empowerment. Um, it, it, it's about doing things, get out there and, and just enjoying life. Right. Right. Get out there and enjoy life, man. Um, and, it, and yes, the podcast is it's more empowering or, or motivational. Not really too much coaching going on there, but um, it it really is. It's just about empowering people, man. Because um, you'll be surprised just talking to you know um, people on a daily basis. Um, a lot of people are are they're in their comfort zone, and they are really right. afraid to leave that comfort right. zone. Yeah. They're yeah, they're afraid to get out there. They're afraid afraid to try things, to go after things. Right. So your podcast is kind of like a, a launching pat platform for them to to get them out there and, and see that you know, but anybody can get out there and do it. Yes, so. anybody can get out and do anything that they really want to, as long as they put their mind to it. You know, the, um, right. the mind is powerful, and if you, if you say you want to do it and you start working, there, there's nothing that you know you really can't do. Right. So let's, you know, you're an old army buddy of mine. So let's talk a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> uh, how we met. Uh, we met in Hawaii, but go oh, ahead. I, just tell me a little bit about, about how we met back man, in the day. I think it was what, 2004? Two, I think it was 2003. Three. We deployed okay. in 04, and you were there before we deployed. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was 2003, so, yeah. towards like October ish. Okay, yeah. right. So yeah, man, you know, um wow, two thousand three. I was man, I uh, I was a young buck still, man. I think I was at <laughs> I had seven years in the army, had been a sergeant right. for about two when you got there. And man, yeah. honestly, you, you helped me out a lot. You um you were you was a really good mentor to me for one, uh, mentor and friend. Um um uh, you you came you you we, we we um from like day one man we kind of just had this connection you know we kind of right clicked. I remember 
And, and I remember, you know, you, you kind of took me under your wing. You showed me some stuff, and you know, I, yeah. I kind of, you know, I kind of let you know what was going on. Um, oh yeah, let yeah. you know what was going on there, and and you know how how things were. And um, honestly, man, I think we changed a lot um, of the perception of NCOs there. Because when when, right. when I first got there, I remember I can't remember his name, but he had just made staff sergeant, and he was actually away at school um, when I got there. So he met me maybe a month later, and he was like, "Hey, right. you know, welcome, welcome, and all that good stuff." And and he was saying, "Oh man, you're a sergeant." He said, "Man, you carry yourself pretty well, man." But he said, "Man, private." I mean, he said, "Sergeants get treated like privates around here," and I just remember right. saying, "Well, I'm not gonna get treated like a private." And I said, and if, right. if there are sergeants that are being treated like a private, it's because they allow it. I said, I guarantee, yeah, no they're not treating me like a private. the right way. <laughs> and 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 right, so right, and and that just came from you know just my upbringing in the army, man. You know the way you carry yourself, and and you know you you kind of you can demand respect without saying a word just by you know your your actions and the way you you hold yourself and the way you carry yourself. So I just remember, and then you Correct. came in, and you were the same way as well, and 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 so uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people they kind of they they took notice of that, and they knew that yeah. when you know when they came our way, they were dealing with two two strong NCOs. Yeah, because I I I remember when I got there, I was well, I was a senior staff sergeant, and I ended up mm-hmm. making E seven mm-hmm. later, and I remember that. You know, they had kind of a, a click going on in that unit mm-hmm. and they kind of pushed me over there where you were at because mm-hmm. they didn't want me part of their click. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that at the time. I, I kind of figured that out later. But they moved me over there and then the guy, you know, said, OK, you're going to be in charge over here. And then the guy who who was was already in charge, he was in school and they didn't even tell him that I was replacing him. And he called. I answered the phone and he was like, Who was this? And I'm like, This is the platoon sergeant. Right. He said, What are you talking about? I'm the platoon sergeant. Right. And I was like, What kind of mess is going yeah. on here? Now, now with that, yeah, I remember true. he was, he was about to leave. They were sending, he was getting ready to go to um um up to brigade yeah. level. He was in school. But but yeah, yeah. they they did kind of just they put you in yeah. there with they were trying to get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, they but, didn't like him trying to get rid of him. Yeah. And they put me over there. Because they were trying to keep me over there, you know, they couldn't get rid of me because I was new. So they put me <laughs> over there, and I remember because you knew everything that was going on. So I said, "Man, I got to talk to this guy because I, I don't have a clue what was going mm-hmm. on." And you know, we had medics, we had cooks, we had mechanics, right? And, and that know, was the th- and that was the thing. I had to learn all that stuff. They had to bring you in because they couldn't put me in charge being an E five, right? Because the next right. ranking is person, well, he was a staff sergeant, but he was a cook. So essentially, he was he was never there on the with the day to day stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but but I, I remember I think it was I, good, I, man. Yeah. We ended up being a good. Yeah. We were a good team, man. Like I said, you. Yeah, because you know even at, even at two years, you you showed me a lot about being an NCO. Yeah, because I had I had good mentors. Mm-hmm. And you know, I w- went. I was on recruiting. Then I came back, and you know, I came in there, and I knew I just let you go because I was like, he's good. I ain't got to really, you know, deal with him and and the maintenance side and all that stuff. I didn't have to worry about that. But like I said, 
that unit was it was eye opening because it was a lot going on behind the scenes. And you know, I want to get into all the, the all of that, right, but right, it, it right. was a lot, you know. But we end up getting through it, became good friends, and you know, kind of, and we stayed in touch throughout the years, and you know. But I remember that you you were always level headed, and you and you never um, lost your cool, you know, with everything that was going on because we had a lot going on, get ready to deploy. Right. You didn't get upset. You was like, okay. 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 I said, okay. So I, so I was like, shit, I ain't gonna worry about him. He good. Part of that, my man was, I was, even though I was young, I was old school army. And I just remember, right. you know, the mid nineties, it was, it, you figure some of my drill sergeants and some of my AIT instructors were older cats getting ready to retire. So you're talking about, they were, they came in, and they were on the tail end of Vietnam. So I right. had some of those guys as mentors. Right. So, right. you know, when it was when it was adapt and overcome, it really was adapt and overcome. You, you didn't have time to complain about stuff. And, you know, right. you, you took you took orders at face value. I mean, of course, you know, anything illegal or immoral you didn't do. But I mean, you know, right. if, if right. NCO said, hey, you know, move and, you know, and, it, and if it was a legal order, then, you know, you follow that order. And you you learn to adapt, and so right. that that was kind of one of the reasons why I um, kept my cool. Another reason was one of my mentors um, from before I got to Hawaii, because he always he, he maintained his cool. And I said, "Well, how do you do that?" And he said, right. "Well, you never." He said, "When when you blow up," he said, "What you're really doing is you're losing control." And at the point right. where you've lost control, you've just given them power over you because now they know they can press exactly. a button and you're going to go off. And he said, right. you never want to give another person control over you. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. 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 And that was, that was a lesson that was, that, you know, not too many had it. Some did, you know, right, right, right. But let's, let's get into the topic tonight. So you, when I talked, reached out to you about coming on the podcast, you said you wanted to talk about exposure, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me, you know, what does exposure mean to you? Oh, man, exposure, man. And everything in life is exposure. So the way you grow up and, you know, the things that, you know, you, you are exposed to, well, those things tend to shape you. Right. And depending on or based upon what you're exposed to, you know, that shapes your character and that, 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 that shapes the man or woman that, you know, you eventually grow up to be. Exactly. Well, a lot of what I see is, you know, what's funny and, and I have a, you know, being settled in one place, it gives you a lot of perspective from when you were traveling all around the world, yeah, you know, bouncing around, right. right. You know, every place I go, it's like things are, things are different, but yet things are the same. You know, um, you, you have different accents down South, up North, you know, your Midwest, your Texas, and then your, 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 your far West, California, Washington. It, it, it's different accents, different cultures, 
but yet still the same stuff. Um, right. Same people, you know, it, it, um, it, 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 over here, you might have a bad part of town. You go to another city, there's a bad part of town. It's, it's like it's almost the same. Well, right. the same is true when it comes to exposure. And even though we can travel all around the world and we go to different countries, different continents and, and experience the different cultures, even though there there are similarities, there are differences. And where mm-hmm. a lot of people a lot of people don't like change and they can't accept things that are different. Um, but I, I tend to I try to soak in the differences and, you know, you try to, I try to look at things through another person's lens, so to say, so to speak. So, you know, I grew up, backstory, grew up, I'm from Columbus, Georgia, you know, born and raised there, was there for the most part all my life. Now, my dad was Navy. So when I was right. a little, little boy, I mean, I'm talking two, three years old, you know, we were right. up in, um, my dad was stationed in um, Norfolk, Virginia. And where I remember okay. being there, but still, I didn't grow up there. So all through school, so elementary, junior high, high school um, was Columbus, Georgia. So, of course, I grew up in that culture, you know, you know eating certain foods and, and, and whatnot. And then not even trying other foods. And what's funny is sometimes you, you talk about exposure and you can ask the question, like, I'll ask you, do you like buttermilk? Right. Do, do do you? Oh well, it depends. <laughs> I mean, I if you mix it in something, but if you straight drinking it, no, I'm not. Okay. okay. Now, so here's my following question: Have you ever had buttermilk? Yes. Okay, so you've had it. So you've experienced yeah. it. So okay, so yes. that's one thing. So you 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 you've been told yeah, about. No, I don't been, like. It. You've been exposed to it. Right. You ask a room full of people that these these days. Half the room, probably more than half the room, will raise their hand, but yet half of them haven't even tasted buttermilk. But they'll say that they right. don't like it. <laughs> right. But you know, it's all about what you're exposed to. So I was exposed right. to that, that that country living, you know, because Columbus, Columbus is a city. It's right outside of Fort Benning, but it still is 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 is, is southern and 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 it is 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 somewhat country. Whereas right. you, you know, you 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 start go moving up the East Coast. And or even same state of Georgia, you go from you go from Columbus, which is uh, West Georgia to Savannah, which is East Georgia. And it's different. Some of the foods that are eaten is different. Um, I wasn't exposed to. Now, we did, uh, you know, of course, you know, down the country, you know, go fishing and whatnot. So I, I did eat fish and I would eat shrimp i would eat fried shrimp but that would that was the only way i would eat it <laughs> you know anything right. else sauteed right. or, or whatever you know i just i wasn't doing it so mm-hmm. i really wasn't exposed to seafood and until i was married my wife is from dover delaware well they eat blue crabs and they eat crab legs and, and shrimp you know all oh, kinds yeah. of ways so yeah. that was something different and here yep, i in am maryland yep. right so here i am all of my life thinking I don't like I don't like crabs and I don't I don't do crab legs and I only eat fried shrimp I don't I, you know I don't eat I don't eat it any other kind of way but then once I was exposed to it I found out that I did like it 
So, right. you, you know, and that right there, it, it, it just, it changed, that right there changed my diet. So now this seafood is a part of my diet now because I eat it. But before, you know, the first right. 20-something years of my life, I wasn't. So I think that, you know, being exposed to different things, it, it can really, it can shape you because, you know, it becomes a part of you. And and um, there, there's a guy I follow on Instagram. He's called, um, his name is Jamal. And his Instagram handle is um, the nine to five millionaire. And okay, that's his name because he had a regular job. Dude, my man was a police officer in um, Chicago. But let me back up his story a little bit. He played football, you know, coming up and he played in high school and he played in college. And then, of course, you know, everybody in college think they're going to the NFL. Well, that don't always happen. Well, this particular guy, right. he got hurt and he didn't make it to the league. Well, some of his friends did. And when that happened, he was exposed to that life, even though he got injured and, you know, he couldn't play anymore. He went back home and he actually um, he went to the family business because his, his mom is in law enforcement. His, his father's in law enforcement. One of his brothers was in law enforcement. So he did it as well. Right. And but he was still keeping in touch with his friends from college that actually made it to the league. And of course, you know, they're getting, you know, these hundreds of thousands of dollars and and, you know, some of them even, you know, got, you know, a couple million dollar um, contracts. Well, he was exposed to that. So and his thing was, even though now he still have this lifestyle. And so right. he put his head down and he worked, even though he was a police officer. He put his head down and he did the work to get to where he wanted to be. And he became a millionaire while working his job through real estate. So he would work his, you know, he would work his shift as a police officer. And then he would also grind and do real estate. And he has a lot of rental properties. Right. And, and did stuff like that. So, you know, a, 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 a lot of times I think we limit ourselves by saying, man, you know, I'll never be a millionaire because I just have this job. Mm -hmm. Well, wh what are you doing? It, it, um, there's a saying, you know, Bill Gates, Oprah, Oprah Renfrey, they have the same 24 hours in a day that I have. So what right. makes, what makes them better than me is, is what they, it's the information that they've been exposed to. And so when you get off work, what do you do with your time? Are you reading? Exactly. You know, well, you yeah. know, are, are, are you, are you okay? doing it? Right. What are you doing? What what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And and you know, because you just can't say, "I want to be a millionaire," and then do nothing about it, because your job is not going to make you a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, working that nine to five. I, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying because, um, uh, you know, throughout the years, people in the military exposed to a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, but once I retired, and I was exposed to my current girlfriend. Then I was able to to realize that I could do more. You know, I learned a, a little bit my last assignment in the military. But when I met her and she was all into these other things, I was exposed to it. Right. And, you know, I was like, well, I can do that. Was, so I jumped out yeah. there, but I was exposed to podcasts and, and motivational speakers and all these different topics and, and and so it allowed me to, you know, 
reaching myself and and make me want to be able to do the, make me feel like I can do these things. And that's why I started this podcast. Right. You know, and also, yeah, yeah, I'm not a big seafood guy. But when I met her, you know, the type of person is, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there, you know, because like what you said earlier, how you know you don't like it unless you try it. So I started eating oysters and mussels and all right. kinds of stuff. Like, this stuff is good. This stuff is good. But in my whole life, I wouldn't even touch the stuff. Mm-hmm. It was there was no way I I would touch that stuff. You know, uh, and so yeah, I think exposure is very very important. You know, and you talked about the exposure as a child. You know, for me, my exposure as, as a child, you know, we didn't go on vacations, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't travel. My dad went to work. I went home. So the whole thing of traveling and, and experiencing experiencing the world, I didn't learn until I got in the military. And then that what drove me to do that. Right. You know, but how do you feel, you know, how does exposure to cultural stuff, events, playing, development? Of, of a person, the family, and all that kind of stuff. Well, it, it gives you another another view. You, you view the world differently when you're looking at it through someone else's, you know, say, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. Um, right. Sometimes we don't understand why people are the way they are. Well, a lot of things, it, it is, it's cultural or their upbringing. You know, and every right. culture has their different traditions. Um, even sometimes you, you'll have different cultures. They'll have the same tradition, but it's, you know, just a little bit different because, you know, of course, you know, right. you, you, you know, you have people here, you have people here and they just, they'll do the same thing, but they'll make, they may do it a little bit different because, you know, stuff you're doing in New York is different from stuff you're doing in Florida just based on the climate. Right. Um, I mean, just think about it. Like where we met, we met in Hawaii. In Hawaii, we wore our summer PT uniform year round. There was no need to bring out, you know, the winter PTs because it didn't get get that cold. So certain meals, um, culturally, you know, like I I don't remember a lot of soups in Hawaii. No, you know, because a lot not of times, right? When you because you, when you think of soups, you're thinking, oh man, it's cold outside. Let me let me drink this this warm liquid. Let me get some soup, you know, before I go outside. Well, there's really no need to really eat soup in Hawaii. And so culturally, that's just something they don't typically do. Um, but once right. you're exposed to it, it's like, oh man, this is different. And and it's funny you say that. Um, that one of my coworkers even now. He talks a lot because he's from Ohio. So and he always says, oh, man, I'm down south now. I'm a southerner. But, you know, I'm just, you know, he says I'm a Yankee living down south. And he's right. he's always <laughs> asking questions about, man, well, why do you guys down south do this? And why do you guys do this? And why do you guys do that? And uh, everything to him, he's like, yeah, because up north, we don't do that. And up north, and I'm like, man, is right. it really because it's up north or was it just your yeah. upbringing? Because if you think about it, because I, I know I have family. Um, a lot of people from down south migrated to the Midwest and, and up north. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, right. you, you probably have some of those same traditions. 
It's just, you know, you, maybe your upbringing was a little different. Like, he, you know, he'll talk about the food, you know, and you've heard this when you was in the army. Um, man, people from up north, I, I, I didn't know what grits was until I, until I went to basic training. <laughs> right. And, right. And so, and you know what grits was, all kinds of stuff. There's right. all kinds of different things, terms, you know, red bone, all, all kinds of different, right. you know, right. terms and, and stuff like that, you know, that. But I think, you know, the, the culture, you know, it plays, it plays a part because I feel like culture and economics plays a big part in exposure yes. because a lot of times if you don't have the economic means to, to, to get exposure or get, mm-hmm. you know, your, your family exposure, then you, you only get what you get from that immediate area. It's kind of like, you, right. you go to Chicago or New York or these major cities, these kids that are in these gangs, you know, some of them have never left Chicago, never left their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Some of them haven't even been on a plane. They haven't taken right. a plane ride anywhere. And it's because of the economics. Right. You know, it's the economics. Yeah. And like, we, you know, the military can get you out of there. But, you know, but let me ask you this. So, you know, we know it's economics and we, we know it's location and things like that. But do you think, based upon what you've seen people getting exposure in the United States, do people from other countries expose their, themselves and their families to, to better things than you think you do in the United States? Ooh. Um... And, and, the reason, and the reason I say that, not to cut you off, the reason I say that is because you know, I know people that have lived overseas. I'm, you have too. But over there, you know, just one example, they send their kids away to boarding school. Whereas in the United States, we just, we drive our kids to school or put them on the bus. Mm-hmm. But there, they once they hit 12, 13, they're gone. Hey, bye-bye. Go to boarding school. I'll see you on the holidays. <laughs> right. So. Oh, yeah, that, that's big too, man. Um, I think other countries, Some of the exposure, I would say, from other countries is you'll see that. I mean, you know, the United States has always been called a melting pot. Right. And, you know, they say everyone everyone here is, you know, an immigrant because they came. A lot of people send their children over here to be exposed to the, the, the quote unquote, you know. Yeah, they send uh, them to college. The, right. The, the, Amer- the American dream. Right. They send them to college um, over here. Um, I remember being stationed in Korea, and you you remember? Um, were you ever in Korea? Yeah, I I spent a year there. Okay, so so okay, so you remember the Katusas? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I had a I had was, a Katusa roommate. <laughs> right. So there were some Katusas, man, that spoke English. I mean, better than some of us because they were exposed to that. So even though they were born in Korea, South Korea they were sent or they they either had family over here somewhere. Like I, I, I talked to this one Katusa and he grew up in, um, I can't remember what city, but he grew up in California. Right. And when you heard him speak, like he didn't even have a Korean accent. Right. That's how much exposure he yeah, had. One, he, yeah, because them Koreans, they, they embed them with us and they live with us. English just as good as we do. So, Right. But I want to go back. You you hit something earlier when you talked about, you know, the, the socioeconomic piece. OK, that piece is very important because, um, like you said, I mean, you know, money makes the world go round. Right. And the lack thereof 
Because, you know, what, what what is money when you really look at it? Money's a tool to be able to, to do things. Yeah. For exposure. You don't exactly. have the right tool. Right. If you don't have the right tool, you can't, you know, do the job properly. So sometimes, man, so the, the lack of the lack of economics, the lack of money will keep you from being exposed to different things. Whereas your neighbor may have the right tool and he has that money and your neighbor is being exposed to stuff. And then you're like, man, well, how, how come he's doing this and how come he's doing that? And it's, it's because of that exposure. Um, um, we talked about, um, um, you, you hit it on it earlier. You said about, you know, when you, your upbringing, your family, you, you didn't go on vacation. You right. Didn't we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, just to get in the car and, and, and go somewhere was, you know, something. Oh, man, we just went out of town. Yeah. When really you just went, you know, 30 minutes somewhere else. Right. You know, but you didn't really. Going to McDonald's was big for us. <laughs> right. See, that's what I'm saying. See, see, me too. Coming up, going to McDonald's was or the Burger King. That was a big thing. Right. Whereas, you know, nowadays, uh, you, you know, especially being in the Army, you know, there's a Burger King on every post. So <laughs> it yeah. became no big deal. Right. But um, but yeah, um, that that the economic piece plays a lot, too, because if you're not exposed to it, then you, you just don't know. And mm -hmm. and what you don't know can ultimately hurt you. Right. What you don't know can ultimately hurt you. Right. And and um, that's what you know, you don't want. And I know nowadays, you know, you. you, you I know with my children that, you know, I try to expose them to as much stuff as possible um, and give them choices right. rather, rather than just saying, you know, do this. Cause I mean, oh, by, by, by no means am I saying education is not important. You know, we, we stress education, but everything that they want to do, you know, my wife and I, we try to empower them and encourage them and say, yes, you can do it. And if you really want to do it, I'm behind you and, and we're your number one cheerleaders. Exactly. And, and we're there to push you, but, you know, be exposed to it mm -hmm. rather than saying, oh, man, I don't want to do this because I don't like it. Right. Well, how do you you, you don't know if you you don't know if you like it or not because you've never tried it. Right. Um, but once you're exposed to it, you know, it, it opens doors. It opens options. I remember growing up, um, my cousin and I, we used to always play basketball. But I remember he went to a basketball camp one summer. But, you know, I, I didn't go, you know, my folks couldn't afford to send me, you know, but but he went to that basketball camp. So just a camp for one week. And he came back and like in one week of us being apart. Now, he's a little bit better than me <laughs> right. because he was exposed, <laughs> he was exposed to. to that basketball camp. Right. He got exposed to different coaching. He got exposed to different kids playing. Geeks and, and, you know, that, that made it right. So he, he learned some stuff that I didn't know. But because we were so tight, of course, you know, he came back and he 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 taught me the stuff that he was doing in the camp, the same stuff they was teaching them. But still, you know, that exposure, right. that, that exposure means a lot. It, I mean, it, it just means a lot when you when you, you know, when you're used to doing things your way or, or you grew up a particular way. Um, you, you know, I'll tell you, my coach says this, uh, my coach, Kendall Flickin, he's Ficklin, he says this. This is his quote. A crooked stick doesn't know it's crooked until it sees a straight stick. Right. Well, that's so, a good one. You know, <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're going through life and, and you're thinking you're doing stuff right. Not saying that what you're doing is wrong, but then you yeah. see somebody and it's like, oh, man. And then you look in the mirror oh, yeah. and you say, oh, man, I'm 
I'm crooked. I'm I'm not right. I'm not sure. Yeah, this happened a lot of times to me. So. Right, right. You know what's funny? You ever have <laughs> um that's one of the other things. The exposure to a wife. <laughs> That'll yeah. get you a lot of stuff, man. My wife and I will be having conversation about something and I'll be sitting there and I'll be like racking my brain, you know, like, man, what about this? What about this? What about this? And sometimes right. making things complicated. And she'll just say, well, why don't you just do this or do it like this? And I just yeah. stop and look at her and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd just be so be simple. Like, I don't know why, dummy. Why didn't you think but, of that? <laughs> right. But yeah, man. So just, you know, that, uh, it's just being exposed to different things. Having an open mind really right. goes a long way. A lot of times um, we don't want to be exposed to anything new because we don't like change or we don't like um, stuff that's different. Oh, man, this is different. I don't like it. I have to tell my, my coworker that all the time too. He said, Oh man, this 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 I don't like it. I'm like, why do you don't like it? I, I just don't know. It's just it's not right. I'm like, well, no, it's not that it's not right. It's just different. It's it's mm-hmm. done differently from the way you do it. Right. But that doesn't it's just it's different. That doesn't mean it's wrong. And he goes, yeah. he, he said, you know what, man, you're right. But you know, I think in life, a lot of times we're closed-minded because we only know what we know. Right. And when you've been doing something one year, two years, five years, ten years, and all of a you sudden, think it's right. Yeah, you think it's somebody correct. comes along with another idea, and it's like, oh man, yeah, this this makes sense. But sometimes yeah. pride <laughs> won't won't allow you to have an open mind about things. Yeah, and, and so you know we have to get to where we can, you know, put your pride aside and be able to accept new things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and try new things because at the end of the day. We're just trying to make our lives better and we're just trying to make our lives, you know, easier. Right. You, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, my pastor says it all the time, you know, horse and buggy is cool. A horse and buggy work. A horse and buggy will get you from point A to point B. But so will a car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the car is a lot better. Right. Yeah. So, so if you think about it nowadays, how many people want to really be on a horse and buggy? Yeah. They want that car. <laughs> you, you, you know, you want a car. <laughs> So, you you know, it just you got to have it. You have to have an open mind in order to transition and and, and for us to evolve, you know, in in order for us to evolve, we have to have an open mind. And I think a lot of times the thing about exposure is, one, you have to want to be exposed to different things. Correct. You know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. and expecting a different result. You, You have to. You have to get to that point to where <laughs> you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and it's okay. This ain't working. Let me try mm-hmm. something else. Yeah, but that that's funny. I mean, along the same lines, you know, I had to, you know, because I knew people had different experiences and exposure to different things, and I used to tell my guys when I was in the military, I say, "Hey, I need y'all to do this." And when they want to ask me how to get it done, I'd be like, "Look, okay." I just, I just, I don't care how you skin the cat. I just want the cat to be bald. And then I would walk away, mm-hmm. you know, and that would empower them, you know, to, to get things done their way, because I know everyone has different exposures for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't care, you know, how you did it. As long as the yeah, end yeah. results is what we <laughs> needed. Now, if it was something yeah, dangerous, you were not a micromanager. Yeah. If it was something <laughs> dangerous, you know, no, I don't, I know. I don't want you to get hurt trying to get this done 
But right. for me, this is what I need. And I and I empower you to do it the way you want to do it. And it was it was funny to look back on that because the exposure, their exposure played a part in how they would do things. And, and people from different places, mm-hmm. you know, the exposure right. part would, would play in there. But something you, you talked yeah. about earlier, you was talking about basketball and kids and everything. And when we you told me about exposure, one of the things I was thinking about was uh, recently I was with my girlfriend, her son had a basketball game, and one of the, the guys there, he told us that he was going to uh, take his son up to play in the league in D.C. to toughen him up, you know. He wanted him to get the exposure of tough, rough play in D.C., you know. And and we, me and my girl, we discussed it and everything. And But it goes to the point, like, do you think, let's say, an individual was, like, raised through the ghetto and they had it hard. Do you think that some of them, what they do is they want their children to experience that so they can – so they can be street smart and, and and be tough and all that stuff. You know, do you think that's the right approach or so you just, you know, you want to do better for your child. So she's not, so your child's not exposed to that kind of life. So what, I, I, that's real, <clears throat> excuse me. That's real tricky. Um, because a lot of times depending on where you're from and if you, if you grew up somewhere and it was kind of rough and dangerous, and then as a parent, you don't want your kids to be exposed to that. Right. Well, well, I can't say everybody. A lot of people don't. You know, some people either some people don't care. Right. I mean, you know, you you are a recruiter. You 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 sat in people's living rooms and heard them say some crazy stuff. Oh yeah. That's that's kind of that's tricky. But I, I do think they need to be exposed to it so it gives them that 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 that, that sense of scarcity of Oh wow, you know, this this isn't fun. This isn't right. <laughs> you, you know, you 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 take a kid from the suburbs and you put him in the projects, and that's that's culture shock, right? With within the same city, you know, that's that's culture shock, and it's like, oh wow, you know, this 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 and that, and it's just it's totally different. And now they're they're totally they're thrown. Now, it, it, some you know, might look at that and be like, okay, yeah, I'm never coming back here again. Right. But then you might have some that are curious and like, oh man, I want to go back there. Yeah. And come back without um, you. <laughs> right. Or, you know, or they, you mess around and get stuck there. Um, I, I do think there, there has to be um, a certain, they have to know that that side exists. And I know for for my wife and I, we we both tell our we tell our children we're like you know, you guys, I don't think you guys really understand what you have, right? Exactly. Because when when I was growing up and when your mom was growing up, you know, we didn't have access to this. You know, we weren't exposed to this. You know, it was it was this this that was it. You know, right. there, there was nothing else. There there were no options, and you know, you guys really don't know. But then once they see it because you know it's funny you brought up your children they start to see it you know you you let your kids go over one of their friends house and they're like man their parents aren't like you guys or (laughs) or this this and this and that (laughs) and it's like man you know um 
I know my, my daughter came home one time after spending the day with one of her friends and she was like, oh man, you know, like my friend was, she was talking back to her mom and she was saying this and this and this and that. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and they see it. They, yeah. they really do. They get, exposed, um, they get exposed to it. Exactly. But they were, they were exposed to it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, um, so it's just, it's amazing how, like say how the human mind works and it's like, wow. And sometimes the kids, they'll, they'll see that and they'll, oh man, when can I do that? So then they, they, they want to come home and try to do it, you know, or yeah. they're like, oh no, I could never get away with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> they know better. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Yeah, but really, thing with children, it is tough. But as far right. as the, the 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 situation you brought up, the the example, um, especially with sports, I think that does make a it, it makes a difference. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but the other day, about two days ago, I believe it was Teddy Bridgewater. He he put a quote. I think he I can't remember was it on Instagram or did he tweet it, but he said, you know, to the young boy, um, that was. That was, um, oh man, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it, it was a long paragraph, but it was, it was like to the young boy that's, that's, um, you know, happy to go to school and eat lunch and breakfast because those are probably his only two meals, you know, hang in there to the young boy. And he gave a, a lot of examples. He was like, you know, to, to that young athlete, to the, the that young right. athlete that loves to go to practice because, you know, he's around his coaches and his teammates and that's the only sense of family he really has. And then he goes back home and it's kind of just in his room by himself. He was like, hang in there. It was, it was, it was real good, man. It oh, was, okay. That sounds. He was like, you know, hang in there. And then, you know, he said, hang in there because I used to be you. And right. I think be, because he was exposed to that, of course, you know, in his mind, he's like, even though he's in the NFL, he's like, well, I'm not going back to that. Right. And so, and, 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 and that's why, you know, the, even professional athletes, they work so hard at what they do. Mm-hmm. So they don't fall back into where they came from and right. they appreciate it more because right. of where they came from. Yeah. But that reminds me of a, a, a situation with my son, you know, my son's uh, grandfather, he's from DC. He's from the hood. Southeast DC, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, we stay about 30 minutes south of DC. And his his uh grandfather was like, had called, I'm gonna come get you, and we're gonna go to a barbecue up there at DC in the hood, you know, where he's from. Mm-hmm. Right. And we going up and I looked at my son, I said, uh, son, you ain't going. <laughs> he was like, What? I said, son, you ain't ready. You ain't ready for Southeast D.C. You ain't ready. I said, no. I said, the, the people in Southeast D.C. ain't ready for D- Southeast D.C. Okay? I said, you ain't got no hood in you. You, you ain't got, you have no clue when something about to pop off. I said, you run right into some trouble. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know the duck or run or nothing. I said, because I never. How old was he at the time? Oh, shoot. He was about like 17. About okay. 17, you know, and I, you know, us bouncing around, we never lived in that kind of environment. So he never picked up right. those skills, you know, right. and I and I said, son, you know, people that live there that that are in it every day, they don't make it. I said, and the last thing I'm going to do is let you go up there and then you get 
you know, shot up there in the hood. And I said, no. So just tell you, tell your grandfather that you ain't going to make it. And if he got any questions, just give me a call. Because, <laughs> I, you know, I can't. I can't expose you to that because you're not ready for it. Right, right. So a little bit more maturity, huh? Yeah, you know, you know, because I mean, for me, since I bounced around, I always because I came from that kind of environment, I always wanted better for them. Mm-hmm. You know, now I took my kids through my old neighborhood and they was like, oh, this looks like Detroit. Right. Mm-hmm. But um. I just wanted them to see where I came from so they understand, okay, this this is what it looks like. This is where he came from. But I always wanted better for them. I wanted them not to go through the things I went through, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's what it was, you know, the kind of thing that I was doing was I wanted to expose them to different things, taking them on trips, doing things, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that I didn't get to do. That's what I wanted to do for right. the kids. Right. But let me ask you this. So, as far as being a man, okay, are there certain things that you, as a man, need to be exposed to to be successful? Do you, I mean, can you think anything along those lines? Um, successful, what? Uh, just in the, life, or in general? Yeah, successful in life. Whatever you know, because you you talk about Teddy Bridgewater, and he was saying he used that motivation from when he was that kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and he used that to make him successful. Is there anything else you think as a man that you should be exposed to, you know, you know, on the lines of maybe, you know, a father figure or, you know, all that kind of stuff? I, I think as a, as a man, there has to be, you, you have to have a, you have to be exposed to hard work. And when I say hard work, uh, I'm talking about the process of, of grinding, doing something day in, day out. Um, right. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical, because, I mean, you can grind on a computer. Um, right. That's your livelihood. Yeah. But that, that work ethic, because that gotcha. work ethic will take you places. I think if you if you don't have a strong work, if you're not exposed to a strong work, work ethic, you know, as a, you know, child coming up, teenager, then when you become an adult and now all of a sudden it hits you, you know, like they say, you know, um, uh, out of the frying pan into the fire, you know, when you, when you leave your parents' house, it gets mm-hmm. real, real fast. <laughs> yes, it does. You, you know, because, you know, in your parents' house, you know, you're not paying bills, you know, you, you're not worried about the rent, the mortgage, you're not worried about the groceries, but you know, you eat every day, you know, you're not, you're not worried about gas in the car, but you know, Mom and dad running me all around town to this practice and this and this, this and that. But then right. when you get out the house, if you haven't been exposed to, okay, what does this look like? You know, what does this, okay, what, what bills, what, what are these? How do I pay them? You know, um, but just, just the hard with the process of the, the, the process of a, a work ethic, because if you have a good, strong work ethic, then at that point, there, there's nothing that can really stop you because no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what your job is, if your work ethic is strong, you'll make it through it because you'll figure out a way. Right. Like you say, you'll figure out a way to skin that cat. You know, especially if it's like, okay, he's not telling me exactly how I need to do it. Okay, I'll get this done because I have a good work ethic. Right. Um, so I think that exactly. um, as a man, you bring you brought up something, you said a good father figure. 
Um, you know, th- th- I'll say this about that because I, I grew up, um, you know, I grew up in a two-parent household. Um, some of my friends did and some of my friends did not. And it does, it makes a difference. I mean, for, for men and women, um, having both parents there. But what I will say is um, a lot of what I take from that is the same thing I take from when I was in the army. When we were in the army, you had some good leaders and you had some bad leaders. And exactly. I learned how to make the best out of a situation. I would learn, I probably learned more from some of my bad leaders than I did my good leaders because I learned what not to do. And I remember right. I would say, okay, that's what I don't want. So for, for men, because you asked the question about men and, and, and growing up with fathers, should they be exposed to a father? If they don't have their father, they should have, I, I think, a father figure in their life, whether it's a grandfather, uncle, um, a coach, someone in the neighborhood that, you know, may, may coach, you know, football or baseball or whatever, whatever their sport is or, you know, someone at, at, at a church. But, but they need to have some type of um, father figure or in the field that they want to get into. Right. Oh, especially that. Um, one of the, the, the best things to do is to have a coach. Um, and that's why I'm going on this journey of, of becoming a, a quote unquote life coach or, or whatever, be, because everyone needs a coach. Um, right. Think about it. Think about it, man. Denzel Washington w- w- is, a, is a great actor, would you say? Yeah. Yes. Denzel, Denzel Washington has an acting coach. You know, Kobe yeah. Bryant, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Everybody. Peyton Manning, all these greats have a coach. Tiger Woods, as great as he is, has a coach. Serena oh, Williams yeah. has a coach. So if all these people have coaches and mentors in their sports and 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 whatnot, sometimes we don't think we need a coach in life. And yeah. I think we do because, you know, Same. you can you can give someone, like you say, that exposure, information. And my man, E.T., Eric Thomas, he says this all the time. Information changes situations. I said earlier, what you don't know can hurt you. So if I don't know something, I don't know. Like you like you said, you told your son you're not ready for D.C. Mm-hmm. Because you've never been exposed exactly. to that. There's some information that you need before you go there and you don't have that information. So you might walk right into anything because you don't know. But then once you know, now you can properly assess the situation and make a a, a good decision based on the information you know. So information is huge. And you know, if, with information, you get information from what? Exposure or you know, sitting down talking with a mentor. Um, my, my cousin, He's in a uh, motorcycle club and they go through, they, they mentor all the time down there in Columbus, Georgia, man. They're always volunteering and they're always somewhere mentoring um, Coaching. elementary yeah. and, 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 and junior high age kids. Um, because a lot of them come from a one parent home, whether it's a single dad or a single mom. Right. And so now they're there to kind of fill that void just a little bit, even if it's just one Saturday or, or whatever it is you know, now I have someone that I can talk to. Because, you know, growing up, especially you get in the teenage years and stuff, a young man, there's certain things he's just not going to talk to a female about or his mom about. 
Right. You know, even though that's mama and I love mama and mama love him, you know, those teenagers, yeah. he, he's like, man, I, don't, I, I, need, I need to go talk to my uncle. I, I need to talk to somebody, yeah. you know. And I think and, the little girls, are, the girls are the same way with the moms. Yeah. Uh huh. And and the same the same way. So, mm-hmm. um, information. So just just being exposed, like you said, man. Um, for a man, I think you got to have that good, strong work ethic, and I think you do. It is important. If your father's not in your life, you do need a mentor somewhere. And I know you know you watch TV and you watch sports. And and especially in college, I love the college kids. And you know, you'll hear someone ask them a question during the interview, and they always talk about the coach and how they say, "Man, this coach was like a, a father to me." And they'll, they, I mean, they'll take it back to Pop Warner days. Like you know, this coach here, he he taught me this. This coach here taught me that. And you know, it was, um, it was more than football. It was more than basketball. This person taught me how to be a man. And, right. you know, I love to hear that because sometimes right. we, we don't get Life that. Coach. Yeah, right. Right. You, you're not you're not. Sometimes you don't necessarily get it at home. And it's not always the parents fault. Like, like we talked earlier, economically, if, if, if mom and dad are in the house, but if mom and dad are always working to make ends meet, to keep the lights on and keep the bills paid mom and dad really don't have time to sit down and expose you to too much because they're always working. So sometimes you need somebody else to, to, to say something to you or to get, get you know, to, to get you to that next level, you know, but a right. lot of times we will, we're quick to, right. Oh man, the parents, the parents, the parents. And it's sometimes man, the, the, the parents are just, the parents are making the, the best of a, of a bad situation sometimes. Right. But yeah, I agree. I agree, you know, with the the work ethic, because, you know, if you're not out there working hard and doing things, then, you know, you can't get blessed. And, and when you're doing things, that's when doors are open for you. You know, I, I always say, you know, if you sit on the couch, a job ain't gonna come knocking on the door. So you know what I mean? That's like uh, it will not. So and, and, and everyone needs coaching. Everyone needs coaching, uh-huh. and you know, and I think I think it's more prevalent now because there's there's so many life coaches out there because people need it and they're turning to it and they realize they need it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the last thing I want to talk about, I want to get into, uh, and I wanted to get into this before we before we get off is um, your spouse, your wife, your girlfriend. Is it important that they share your vision of exposure? Ooh, that they share. I, I think they they. Ooh, do they need to share it? That's deep. I believe. Yeah. I believe. I mean, so, are they? Man, the Bible says you should be equally yoked. So you, you, you I think you right. have to have. You don't necessarily have to have the same vision, but you right. have to be able and willing to support their vision, and and vice mm-hmm. versa. Um. You, you you can't have, you know, Chris Rock in one of his comedy specials one time, he said, you know, you, you can't, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Christian and a crackhead are not going to be married because he's like, well, okay, well, I'm going to church. All right, I'm going to the crack house. You know, they're going in, you know, opposite directions or, or whatever. Um, 
But right. oh man, as far as that, I, I believe they do. And I know as far as I can speak for, for my house, you know, my wife and I try to expose our kids to stuff and we try to expose each other to stuff. Like I said, I mean, it was her that introduced me. And y'all on to, the same page though. Yeah, You're on the same page. On the same page. You want to do it. We, we, we've always right. been on the same pages. I mean, it's to the point to where it's funny. Our our our, um, our kids, they always pick on us because um, like we like we don't even have to be in the same room, but like one of my daughters can go ask my wife something and she'll give an answer. And then she's like, well, go ask your dad. Or they'll be like, well, dad, whatever, whatever. She's like, well, he's going to say this. And she's like, how do you know? Y'all not even in the same room. <laughs> and she's like, okay, go ask him. And right. you know, I'll say the same thing because so we are, <laughs> we are on you know one accord as far as that. Um, yeah, we, we I'm not saying we agree on everything, but uh, with a lot of stuff, we are on right. like you just said the same page. Um, we you're on the same page, you want to expose them to you know, I think it's important yeah. for yeah. the spouse and, and, and significant other for y'all to be on the same page because when I was married, my ex, you know. I wanted to take the kids on vacation out the country. She didn't want mm. to do it. So we weren't evenly matched. And now there's and, conflict. And so, you know, her thing was she liked to go on cruises. I didn't really like to go on the cruises, you know, because I like to get out in the, in the, in the countries and walk around. So, you know, and, and that along with other things, you know, a bunch of other things, you know, is what kind of led to the end. But once I got out of that, you know, I've been taking the kids on trips and I got another one planned shortly. So, you know, I just think it's important that, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, the spouses yeah. and, and y'all have the same vision, the same vision of exposure and, and all that stuff. I just think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but, it's not, like you said, you, that's, you're going to have conflict. Yeah. And you right. know what? But uh, I, right, right before you ask the next question, uh, I will say that because it's, it's funny. My wife and I went on our first cruise l- last year, 2019, our anniversary. And that was one of the first things we said when we got back. Oh, man, we got to schedule another one so we can bring the kids. Like, you know, we've been right. exposed to it. Now we're going to expose them to it. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to, you know, as a couple. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes, but, but I'm just saying, you know, it was, we, we both yeah. said when we got back, it was, you know, oh, we, we got to book another one and expose them to this because, you know, it was it was, it was right. awesome. And you know, you see different people. You, you're going to another island. You know, I've never been to the Bahamas before. So, you know, that was cool. It was just overall good experience. Yeah. And like you said, we were both on the it's same good. page with. Okay, now let's 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 expose the kids to this. So, I I, I do I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm saying you, you know, we went on Scott's cheap flights and we got some cheap flights to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and we were out. Okay, got an Airbnb and we just did our thing. And the kids, I mean, to this day, the kids talk about the Mexico trip. You know, they're not going to talk about something you you know Christmas present from. 10 years ago right you know because it's probably gone it's broke <laughs> and they probably like the box more than the present <laughs> but they always gonna remember when they was on that big banana and it tipped over and they fell in the right. ocean they always gonna remember those kind of things right you know That's awesome yeah but let me go ahead i'm just gonna wrap it up you know and uh talk you know just go back and so you know we wanted to talk about exposure and and and, and the importance of exposure and i think we we hit on some good topics um, I think that 
exposure is important. And I think you, you feel the same way in just the development of the person, but also a big takeaway from this, you know, the, the, the part where you said coaching mm-hmm. and I'm hundred percent on board with you. Everyone needs that, you know, that coaching, uh, that mentorship and, you know, exposure is an important part. And, you know, we should, as people, we should try, you know, strive to expose people and do things like that. So I think this was, was a good time, you know, experience this evening. And uh, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you if you got anything else you want to talk about exposure. No, but man, I think that's good, man. Um, like you said, good? we get a lot okay. of points. And um, man, I appreciate, uh, yeah. like I said, I'm grateful and I appreciate you yeah. for the invite. Um, it, it's very good. I'm going to have to have you on mine one of these days too, man. <laughs> no, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. And, you know, just to, just for the listeners, uh, I started the podcast and I started putting pushing it out and I pushed it out to you and you listened to it and we talked and you was like, you know, Hey, I'm going to start my own. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was like, man, that's good. And I remember all, and, and, and I've said this to other people too. I said, Hey, there's room out there. So, Hey, there's room out there for everybody. Yes, if you want to start a podcast, you want to do it. So when you start your podcast, I was like, man, that's great. Mm-hmm. And it's like big brother. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, yes, so it, it felt good. And, you know, my last guest, he started the podcast. And for me, it's all about helping people. And the more people that are out there doing these positive podcasts and helping people is great. I really appreciate it. But at this time, I want you to go ahead and, and you know, give me your podcast, your social media, how people can reach you. Okay, yeah. Uh, how they can find your podcast. Okay, well, um, you can find my podcast. I'm, I'm on the Anchor platform as well, which distributes to a lot of different ones, I think eight or nine other platforms. But I can be found on Anchor at um, anchor.fm forward slash forward slash big brother. And that's B-I-G dash B-R-U-H-T-H-A. And I can be okay. found on Instagram at big brother all one word okay that's good okay and me myself i'm coach silver (laughs) and you know i can be found on apple google and anchor podcast um my email is coach silver s-i-l-v-a at gmail.com if you want to reach out to me ig is coach silver fox and on twitter is coach silver fox also i mean to all my listeners um, if you're on Apple, Google, any of these podcast platforms, go ahead and, and, and rate the podcast, leave comments, leave voicemails on Anchor. I, I just want to hear your feedback. I want to, you know, some feedback on, on exposure. You know, is it something that you would like us to talk about in the future? Or is it something, you know, that you feel is important to you? Because, you know, we would love to hear your feedback. So, Take the time, you know, give us five stars or how many stars you want to give us and, uh, you know, rate our podcast, listen to us because we really appreciate it because I because I can I, I know I can speak for, for my big brother podcaster here. We're just all about helping people. And Amen. his podcast is, is, is a great platform. It's all about positivity and that you can do it. And I love it. So but what you know, I appreciate you coming on, you know, it, I had a good time. I think it was a good podcast and we talked a lot about a good amount of subject material. And I just appreciate you 
And I'll give the floor to you one last time. <laughs> hey, hey, well, well, he said all he said everything that was uh, to be said. So this is Big Brother. All right. And remember, man, yes, you can. Yes, you can. All right. Well, it's good talking to you. And um, you get you people have a good evening. And we'll talk and see you at the next podcast. All right. Yeah. All right.